You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that has to use a special shampoo in the shower. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. They, they Aside say, from itchy scalps. Yeah, they say write what you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have beard shampoo. You would have to. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. would have to. Does it have conditioner in it is the question. There's a separate conditioner. Oh, there is a separate beard conditioner. Very nice. Good, good there's to know. Of, there's a lot of maintenance when it gets that size. Got to keep all the birds out of it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Boba Fett. <laughs> See, that was a good Family Guy plot that, that was, was actually somewhat original. Uh-huh. Then they don't do that anymore. No, not so much. <laughs> anyway, right. oh. anyway, let's yeah, let's get into some things uh, you guys have been checking out. I played a new game this morning that just came out, like literally today. Oh, cool! What uh, was it? Ion Fury from uh, 3D Realms. It used to be called Ion Maiden until Iron Maiden had a crappy lawsuit and made them change the name of the game even though the game had nothing to do with (laughs) iron maiden and wasn't trampling on their copyright in any way (laughs) but that's beside the point the game is a first person shooter that's by uh the people who well not the people who made duke nukem 3d but the same company okay i don't know if all the same people are there or if some of them are but it's actually running in the exact same engine oh as duke nukem 3d so it's another build engine game okay but they made it now <laughs> and it's it's really impressive like how big the levels are that run in this old engine mm-hmm. and actually it looks really good and if you like f- old first person shooters like that and i love old first person shooters like that mm-hmm. you're gonna like this game it's cool has a good shotgun which is the most important thing in, in your first person shooter <laughs> yeah and in, in a first person shooter it also has like bowling bombs that are just round bombs you can roll across the floor <laughs> at people not much in the way of story. It's like you're Shelly Bombshell Harrison out to stop an evil cult or something. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's cool to have a Duke Nukem style game with a female protagonist, though. And she has oh, all, that's the, cool. all the same like dumb one-liners that Duke Nukem would say. But it's cooler because it's a lady. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, John St. John is, is the bad guy's voice, which is oh, pretty cool. That's Yeah, that's cool. Because he was uh, Duke Nukem. Yeah. Right. Yep. Oh, 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 how the tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a prequel to that game Bombshell that came out that nobody gave a crap about because it was bad. But this one's good. So. Oh, well, there you go. Kind of sounds familiar. It was originally a Duke Nukem game, and then there was a toss up about the rights to Duke Nukem. They didn't have them anymore. Gearbox did. Mm. Right. So, I heard something about that. Yeah, yeah. So they had to change the whole game, and that's where the Bombshell character came from. Mm. Huh. But yeah, check out this game is good. It's like twenty five bucks, and if you've ever liked uh, Duke Nukem three D or Blood or Shadow Warrior, any of those old school first person shooters, this will be right up your alley. I highly recommend. Awesome seal of approval. Yes. What's it on? PC. Mm. It's coming to console next year, I believe. Mm. Okay. But right, fire up your little Steam box. <laughs> <laughs> And this one will run on my computer because it runs on an engine from 1997. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, I could do uh, one thing that I checked out this week. Uh, I went to the theaters and saw Fast and the Furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw. 
a side movie in the Fast and the Furious film franchise. I'm which gla- is I'm glad you kept going after you said Fast and the Furious colon. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, so this movie, I went into it thinking, okay, this is just going to be a dumb, just brain-dead action movie with, you know... Like the last last couple of Fast and the Furious movies? Right, but at least The Rock is... The Rock. ...is fun to watch, and Jason Statham can throw a good movie punch, and, you know, it's... (laughs) You know, it'd be that. And it delivered exactly what I was hoping it would. It was... Just dumb, dumb fun. Like, it made me feel like I was watching an old 80s, like, canon Chuck Norris type. <laughs> like, just, well, it was. it's basically a buddy cop movie. Yeah. But the buddy cops hate each other for, like, 90% of it. So a buddy cop movie. So a buddy, yeah, a buddy cop movie. Versus, <laughs> it's weird to think that in, like, the Fast and Furious timeline, like, the first movie is basically, it's a... It's a street racing. It's a street racing heist. Well, there's like heist stuff in there, but it's mostly street racing with the FBI. But it's really grounded in like reality. Like, you know, it's all real stuff. And you get to this one, the most recent, where you have The Rock, who is larger, like twice the size of any man. And (laughs) Jason Statham, who is less interesting Deadpool, basically, fighting against (laughs) Idris Elba, who has a robot spine and crazy like robot powers and is bulletproof and can punch through brick walls. He looks like he has one of the power suits from Wolfenstein. <laughs> he's Idris Elba is basically Luke Cage in this movie. Like he's Evil bulletproof. He punches through things and like he has a computer in his brain that can analyze like huh. and like predict, you know, movements. And also he has a, a robot motorcycle that can flip around and bend so he can f- like slide underneath like cars and oh. stuff. And like he can telepathically call the the robot motorcycle to him. Does it talk? It it doesn't talk. Unfortunately, oh. that would be. I mean, I, messed up. that they would be the best it. part. But like his name with Kit with one T. Yeah, and he's voiced by Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I wish that'd be great. Uh, but no, I, there were a lot of cameos in this movie that I wasn't expecting. Ryan Reynolds shows up and has probably one of the best scenes. It's just him and the Rock and the uh, little girl playing the Rock's daughter. There's a, a scene where they're like introducing, okay, The Rock, Mr. The Rock, this is what you're going to be doing in the movie, basically. And it's uh, Ryan Reynolds going, oh, hey, this is my best buddy. You remember that time we served in the in the war? We were, you know, stationed down to this thing as The Rock is like, no, no, this isn't right. And it's just Ryan Reynolds basically being Deadpooling off of The Rock. It's <laughs> just saying the goofiest stuff, which was great. And then the next scene is literally the same scene with Jason Statham, but... It's another guy telling, you know, giving him the information. The other guy was played by the guy who played Peter in Deadpool 2. The guy with the, with the mustache, the normal guy. Oh, the guy who just answered the ad. Yeah. Gotta be fun. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm watching this, and I'm watching some of the action, which looks really, really good. And I'm going, I bet this was done by the Deadpool 2 guys. And sure enough, it was directed and partially written by <laughs> the folks who did Deadpool 2. Was so, it Tim, Tim Miller? It wasn't Tim Miller. It oh, was, that was the, Deadpool 1. That was Deadpool that 1. That was Deadpool 1. Yeah, no, Deadpool 2, uh, I forget the director's name, but he's had he did um, John Wick 2 and also was uh, Kung Fu Brian in an episode of Power Rangers uh, Rescue Force, I mm. think, something, something like that. He was like a one-time, uh, one-off villain thing. But, oh, he was also Terry Bogard in the that really bad 
King of Fighters nice. live action movie. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, it was really enjoyable. I don't know what I was expecting. There was a lot of cars in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a Fast and the Furious film. But it's like, you know, it's it's a Fast and the Furious side film. So I, I was thinking it was, it definitely leaned more on like the action and the fight scenes and, and spy stuff. But like 45 minutes in, kind of went, man, there's a lot of cars. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of driving in this there's movie. There's a lot of driving. They're going to places in this movie. Oh, Helen Mirren is in this movie. She shows up. The Rock's best buddy, best friend, Kevin Hart, has a cameo in this movie. (laughs) Of course he does. Did he make fun of him for being short and small? Oh, yeah. That's probably most of the jokes. (laughs) Well, they also make the jokes that, oh, he's an air marshal. Oh. (laughs) Kevin Hart, the tiny air marshal. (laughs) But yeah, it was... um, I don't even know why Kevin Hart and The Rock are friends, because he he teases him like incessantly. Well... Kevin Hart knows that The Rock can get him halfway decent movies, basically. But overall, if you have a few bucks and it's in like a second run theater, like for five bucks, it's worth seeing it. It's worth seeing it on the big screen just because the action is Mm. it looks that good. And they 100 percent set it up for Hobbs and Shaw, too. (laughs) That's like one of the reasons like I love Pacific Rim. It's not a good movie. It's just a dumb, fun movie. Yeah. (laughs) Two Hobbs, two Shaw. Two two Hobbs, two Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. 24 Jump Street, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the in, in this, uh, Ryan Reynolds' character's last name is Locke. You only know him by Locke. And I was desperately hoping that the guy who played Peter, the other guy, his last name is Lode, so they could do Hobbs and Shaw 2, Locke and Lode. <laughs> because that would just be the perfect amount of stupid <laughs> could have been for Ke- this movie. It could have been Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, yeah, Locke Lock and, and Key. Key. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be perfect. Uh, they're experts into getting into places. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was just, it was just so dumb. And sometimes... You just Sometimes need you just need dumb. Sometimes you don't need to think about a movie. And I mean, I know what that makes most folks go, oh, it's wasting your time. You know, watch things that, you know, are challenging to your whatever. But sometimes you just want dumb explosions and the rock punching people. And also they go to Samoa and a Samoan tribe with like ancient weapons, like hand weapons, takes down a bunch of military people while Idris <laughs> Elba's riding a robot motorcycle in the background, just whipping around. It's just fun. It's just stupid fun. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. Like, I watched a really old wrestling video the other day, like when The Rock first started. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, he used to be so small. Yeah, he used to be a, a, a tiny guy. Or, I mean, comparatively, a tiny guy. I mean, yeah, he was always a like a larger man, but... Mm-hmm. Now he's just like, he's more shoulder neck muscles than man. <laughs> Back like, in the day when everybody was smelling what he was cooking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I'm glad he trademarked that face, though, because he uses it in everything now. Oh, and yeah. The, and the fact that in Jumanji 2, they make fun of it. Oh, yeah. No, he makes a, he makes fun of that face in this movie, oh, too. At one point, he's, he's telling his daughter, you know, hey, I'm going to be gone over the phone. Hey, I'm going to be gone for a while and stuff like that. And... You're going to stay with you know, this, that, or the other, you know, aunt or friend or whatever. And she goes, I know you're lying to me. You're making that face. And he goes, I don't know. What face are you talking about? <laughs> and she goes, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean. And they get through the rest of the conversation. And he goes, and one more thing. And he does the, <laughs> the he face. does the eyebrow thing. They're, they're on FaceTime. And oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was kind of a cute little thing. You know, who, who would have thought, like, if you would have said, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, like, The Rock was going to be a fun actor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like who would have thought 
the Scorpion King from <laughs> the Scorpion from the Mummy King. Two from the from that yeah the CG Scorpion King from the Mummy Two that movie was not good no, no. <laughs> the Scorpion King wasn't that good it was no. like pseudo Egyptian Conan the Barbarian yeah but really? not like on a fun way though didn't they do a, a sequel to the Scorpion King yeah with, and he's uh, not think, even in it with Billy Zane in it it was like a straight to DVD thing yeah, yeah, it, was like yeah. A skele- it was like a Scorpion King prequel or something stupid the the Mummy 2 seemed more like a vehicle for Brendan Fraser and what's her name to just constantly Rachel make Wise. out yeah Rachel Wise just to constantly make out on camera well in Brendan Fra- Fraser's defense I mean <laughs> yeah I mean if you're gonna yeah <laughs> Back when Brendan Fraser actually made good movies, not he is fault. he's great in in uh, Doom Patrol. It's though. not his fault. He's yeah. Some I mean, I, he, he 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 yeah. looked he looked good in Doom Patrol. Like I all the clips I've seen, I'm like, man, I want to watch that show. Oh, he looks no, he looks terrible in, Whoa, in Doom Patrol. Yeah. The the actor in the suit looks good. Like when they do live action shots of his character, they cast him because of one Brendan Fraser's voice, and two because he looks he's gained a few pounds. And he looks like uh, Ricky Bobby if he let himself go. Aww. And now we'll never have Brendan Fraser on this show. <laughs> George of the Jungle. <laughs> Dudley <laughs> Do-Right. He did a Dudley Do-Right movie. Uh, Dudley Do-Right wasn't great. George of the Jungle, I actually enjoyed that one. I liked the bit. first one. Oh, yeah, the first one. Yeah, the second, the second one, was, one doesn't count. It doesn't he's count. Not, I, we don't talk about the second one. Remember when they made a Rocky and Bullwinkle movie? Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> Uh, there were points the movie was bad <laughs> that movie was bad but like there were points in that that were kind of enjoyable it had Keenan and Kel in it that's fun they got June Foray to do the voice of Rocky the Flying Squirrel so they didn't screw that up <laughs> Jason Alexander and Thor's mom I can't think of the oh. name and I refuse to look it up <laughs> because that's darn cheating it. darn it Rene Russo yes they were great as Boris and Natasha. Moose and Squirrel. Yeah. That movie had some redeeming qualities to it. Hear me out. New Rocky and Bowwinkle. Natasha is Natasha Leone. <laughs> what? They have the same name, and also she should be in all the movies because she's hilarious. Natasha Leone. I don't know who that is. Russian Doll. I haven't watched it. But I'm a cheerleader. Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. She was in like one of the first American Pie movies, I think. Yes. I'm sure there's the age like fine wine. Yeah, she's actually in a movie that I like a lot called Comic Book Villains about these feuding comic book stores trying to get this priceless collection from like a guy who died and it turns into like a heist thing mm. and like it it's a dark comedy. No. Oh. Yeah. She's a fantastic actress. Yeah, she's she's a good actress. Also, if you haven't seen Russian Doll, like it's pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I watched Rocco last night. <laughs> The Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, oh yeah, let's talk about that. We gotta that. talk about that. Yeah, because yeah. we at least both watched it, and I know of the, it. I know the main thrust of the movie, and I planned on watching it this weekend. <laughs> thrust. There's a rocket in it. Uh, uh, it's great. It's it, the new Rocco movie is fantastic. If you ever had any kind of love for the series, love for the series, this is just it's perfect. I couldn't. It couldn't be any better. Like it says a lot of things, and like Rocco always had a thing where it like kind of like beach over the head sometimes about like what it's trying to say well it's it's about modern life mm-hmm. and it, it wouldn't be Rocka's modern life if they didn't tackle well not just a that. modern issue well not just that but it was also like it's about change and adjusting to change, change right? yeah. and people stuck in nostalgia right 
Yeah, it seemed from what I heard about the the plot of it, it almost seemed like Rocco Rocco is the fans kind of stuck in the past a little bit. Rocco is his... almost a voice for online trolls that are mad they they whenever they bring anything back and it's slightly different. Yeah. The the whole gist of the movie is that Rocco, Filbert and Heifer were stuck in space since for their show ended years. for 20 <laughs> years cuz the last episode of the show that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And then they come back because Heifer had the remote for the rocket stuck in his butt crack for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and Filbert and Heifer adjust to the current day fine, but Rocco doesn't take to it as well. Mm-hmm. And he wants to cling on to the his favorite show, The Fat Heads. That hasn't that, been on in years. They, yeah, that hasn't been on in years, not even in reruns, apparently. Mm-hmm. So they go on this journey to find the guy that makes the show, The Fat Heads, Ralph Bighead, uh, which was a... Con- which is a character that showed up in two or three of the yeah. show's best episodes, actually. Oh, wacky dilly. Yeah. And I Have No Son, which I watched this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go find Ralph Bighead, and it turns out Ralph Bighead is now Rachel Bighead. And while Rocco has to deal with the changing of his favorite show, Ralph, or not Ed. Ed, Ed Bighead has to deal with the fact that, that he now has a daughter. Yeah, it's... It seems like there's a cool uh, parallel between Rocco and Mr. Bighead in in this that like both of them are like resistant, resistant to change to change. Yeah. But uh, no, that's interesting. Ah, I, I had to. I I was actually really happy because I feel like they dealt with a sensitive topic in a very cool manner. Yeah, they did it the as best they possibly could have. Mm-hmm. I know Joe Murray, the creator of the show, uh, had people from glad come in as consultants to make right. sure that he did it right uh, and he did and he still voices the character like he did in the original series mm-hmm. i mean it's for 44 minutes it was it was good yeah i almost wish it was long like full movie movie length but and there's so many callbacks to the original series but not so much that they get in the way of the story no uh, okay i mean you basically almost see every character who's almost oh, yeah. in... ever been on there yeah even like the f- foot guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the, the foot yeah. guy. <laughs> yep, foot guy. Uh... Uh, Peaches, which is the devil. <laughs> what Nickelodeon made them call the devil? <laughs> oh yeah, really, really big man. Does he oh, show yeah. up? Oh, oh he yeah, he shows up at the very beginning. Oh really? Okay, right on. They even do a Star Wars crawl joke that's actually funny. Really? Like a lot of their jokes seem like, oh well, that's a that's kind of hackneyed old joke, but they do them in a way that like makes them funny again. Like the Starbucks being across the street from uh, a Starbucks yeah. joke. Oh. Like, oh, that's been done to death. But Rocco and Heifer and Filbert are just so excited and thrilled to go to the Starbucks and then run across the street <laughs> to the other Starbucks <laughs> that it makes it funny. Even though it's a tired gag. Like they're all like in like sensory overload of the the new millennium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, like Filbert and Heifer like amalgamate to it like almost immediately. Yeah. A, a B plot of the film is that uh, Filbert is streaming everything he's doing on like Twitch or whatever. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's got like this head mounted thing. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that makes sense. He's like, I wish I, I hope I can meet my my five loyal followers. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. His username is Fishsticks95, which is pretty funny. 
like you see like a a couple of heifers family like you see his his adopted mom and then the ghost of his adopted grandpa yeah yeah they kill off his grandpa but he's still hanging around as a uh, ghost he's like back in my day when you died you were dead oh <laughs> uh, it, so, it was so good though oh it was it was perfect it was even like i knew it was going to be good i had faith in joe oh, murray so, yeah, same doing, here. but it was even better than i imagined like, like they work in like the opening sequence of the tv show into the movie as a scene of rocco getting sensory overload from like this new world oh interesting like it's not so much like it's like the opening and then it's the movie it's like no it's worked into the movie make me want to watch it again like, <laughs> I, I i like really loved it and i've, I've always been a huge fan of rocco oh, that yeah. was probably one of my favorite nicktoons if not my most favorite it's yeah, I, it I think be. it might. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Ren and Stimpy, but that's kind of problematic now. Yeah, a little bit. You think? Yeah. <laughs> as long as you watch the games animation episodes, you're okay. You're in the clear. <laughs> uh, now, did this special? Did do you think it led? It opened the door for like a new series, or did it just kind of wrap things up? I mean, I wouldn't say it wrapped it, things up, but it didn't leave it open for anything else either. It was a okay. contained story. Oh, okay. Okay, and honestly, I don't think it—I don't think it needs to have any more. Like, I like the show and all, and I like the special, but I'm not exactly chomping to the bit for more Rocco, though. Oh, I'd—I'd I'd love it oh, if they I did more, did. but like, what if they said, "Okay, we can do a one Rocco short your movie like a year." That, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah, you just wouldn't want to get like too mired into the series where it starts making you start making bad episodes. It's probably too expensive to do a full series. It looks great too. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Like it's it looks like cell animation, like the original. Oh show. really? It looks better than the original show, to be completely honest. <laughs> oh man, there's like a really hilarious part where like because uh, one of the cruxes was is like uh, they want to bring back the fat heads, and so they hire a bunch of computer programmers to make CGI fat heads. Who are managed by the Chameleon Brothers. Oh, really? I didn't necessarily expect to come back for more than a cameo. Yeah. They were there. Yeah, and like doing their really dumb accents and everything. And they're like, and like they're sitting there and like Ed's watching them make, it's like, shouldn't they have like pencils and paper? He goes, no, we computers, we just do it in the computer now. And like you see them all coding. Yeah, we have such good computers. (laughs) (laughs) And they show a little bit of the CGI fat heads and it's awful. Like it looked like it looked like like like, a, like the curse of Ramesses from like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh yeah, like it was like that level of like weird. I like, was gonna say it looked like a Blue Sky movie. <laughs> the Minions people. Oh or no, that's Illumination. That's Illumination. Yeah. Blue Sky is even a step down from there. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was like, oh man. There's like, but yeah. There's like everybody's in this freaking movie. Like they even go to the comic shop where Rocco used to work. He's like my old job, and he's like, wait. Where are the comics? Well, yeah, because it's a 3D printing machine that 3D prints out a comic. Oh, That's really? That's what the comic book store is. <laughs> yeah, it was just printing out a, a, a really, really big man comic. Oh, nice. <laughs> There's a little bit of gross out humor in there, too, because that was a major well, component of the original That's Rocco. Show. Yeah, yeah, that's Rocco. Like uh, Ed's boss is that guy that's constantly picking, picking his, his nose. nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's got like a jar of boogers and stuff. It's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> so it has, uh, is uh, the Conglomo Corporation, is that part oh, of Oh, yeah, the, it's a that, major part of the They're the ones plot. bringing the show back. Yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. Because Ed made a computing error in their rep- financial reports or whatever and made them bankrupt. 
Oh, because of like because of Rocco kind of like their rocket goes by in the background and it, and it knocks shakes something com- down and oh. so it's kind of also Rocco's fault which i guess makes sense yeah. with the show yeah there's there's a few there's a few really like tongue in cheek jokes about uh Ed and Bev's uh marriage oh they're life. very active marriage <laughs> which has always been a, a running gag a in the show. oh man that that popsicle joke though <laughs> it killed me they were always like surprised. They would yeah. get away with a lot with the big they heads. They did, yeah. And the yeah. big heads were always such a big part of the show, too. Yeah. And like, Mr. Big Head's like so happy. Like, he's singing a song as he's driving back. He's on, on his lunch from work. And he's like, I'm so glad Rocco's been gone for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and there, then there is a song in the middle, yeah. Yeah. And then Rocco shows up and he's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a really good special. Like, especially if you were like, a fan of the show or grew up watching the show like we did. It's it yeah. hits it hits all the right notes. I hope the Zim movie. Oh, is I know. Good. That's, that's what I was just getting ready to say. I'm like, Zim comes out like in a couple of days, and I'm like, it'll be out by the time this airs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, man, I want you to be good, please. The comics aren't uh, aren't a they aren't reassuring. I mean, they're not yeah. bad. I don't want to say they're bad because they're not bad. They're not bad. They're just not as good as the show was. Yeah, and I don't know. Jonan Vasquez's humor, I don't know if it holds up as well today as it did then. I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched Zim. Yeah. So I, I can't say whether it holds up or not. I want to feel like it does. Like, uh, I, I do kind of have a bit of a rose, rose-tinted glasses on it because it's been a while since yeah, I watched same it too. Here. Yeah, same here. I mean, he does great stuff like have lasers appear in the background of his shop for no reason and... Well, yeah, 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 that's that's cool. I'm just I'm just a little concerned that Vasquez has like 15 years of like baggage about his show that got canceled and how he hasn't yeah. done a whole lot since he really that he hasn't. could bring into this series, and he's never been shy about just putting things he doesn't like, just laying them right out there. Yeah, so, like I'm not even sure he's really done a comic in a while. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like him. Well. I mean, he did. He did do a guest episode of Bravest Warriors, yes. and it was very good. It and was probably creepy. The, it was probably the best episode of that show I ever saw. <laughs> and it was super messed up and creepy, <laughs> which is a huge draw of Zim, mm-hmm. especially compared to the rest of his body of work. So uh, hey, let's <laughs> go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll uh, get into some news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization. Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now. Hey, 
That was Love Shack by the B-52s, and we are now going to talk about news. We have just so much news. We it's have so much news. news. Absolutely. <laughs> just a massive pile of news. We definitely won't be stretching it to complete this whole half hour of show. <laughs> Absolutely will not be stalling for time. Zero stalling. No stalling for time. During this. We spared no expense. <laughs> None. <laughs> We're going to be lucky if we get all this news in, let me tell you. I tell you what, let me yeah. tell you what. Just so much news bursting at the seams of news. But hey, let's go ahead and talk about the news. The news. Everybody, everybody, (laughs) let's talk about the news. No, so um, this is the one that I'm probably the most excited for on our list of news for the week. There is a trailer for a Netflix doc, uh, like a biopic kind of movie. Sort of. Sort of, like a comedy biopic called Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, it's starring Eddie Murphy. So Eddie Murphy's coming back. He's finally not just going to be Donkey. Because that's kind of what he's been relegated to for a while. They let him out of Norbit prison. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Norbert. Oh, oh what, what was the one where he was like an a, a bunch of tiny aliens inside of the giant? Meet Dave. Meet Dave. Yeah, that one was pretty bad, too. Pluto Nash. But uh, yeah, so yeah, this... I guess- Pluto Nash prison might be more like Yeah, Pluto Nash prison is, yeah. Hey, Bowfinger was pretty good, though. The one with uh, Steve Martin, where they're making a low-budget movie. Oh, yeah. And Eddie Murphy plays two parts, because, of course, Eddie Murphy plays two parts. But uh, Dolomite Is My Name is going to be coming to Netflix. It's Murphy, and also Wesley Snipes is going to be in it. Keegan-Michael Key has a part in it. That's the second time we've mentioned him this episode. That's right, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah, there's, uh, there's just so many... Kind People. of big name actor, like what's his name? Craig, Ro- Craig Robinson, Snoop Dogg is in it. Yeah, this is uh, Craig Robinson is underrated. He he is. He's very funny. He's yeah, he really <laughs> is. But the the movie is about the actor, singer, rapper, comedian, dancer Rudy Ray Moore, who I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of Rudy Ray Moore. We've known about uh, 
Mr. Moore and the Dolomite character for oh yeah we for some time yeah. and, and characters that are not Dolomite that are Dolomite who might as well be Dolomite <laughs> that was one of the first things we kind of like all yeah bonded over was was Dolomite and the as the human tornado the human tornado <laughs> yeah so uh, Rudy Ray Moore was this uh, stand up comedian in the seventies he created this stage persona Dolomite who was supposed to be this larger than life pimp character and he like pimp karate kung fu master kung fu pimp yeah. yeah kung fu pimp basically and uh he sold a bunch of albums under as dolomite the filthy absolutely filthy like you think richard Pryor said some stuff like rudy ray moore is like oh some of that stuff is you just can't i have i have trouble listening to it it's it's, it's rough stuff just saying the title of the album would be questionable. On there air. are some that we just, yeah, no, yeah. we can't, we can't say like any of the titles of any of his albums. It's, yeah. it's that bad. But in the, uh, he wanted to, in the seventies, he wanted to try to boost his popularity because he was kind of struggling a little Basically, bit. Basically everything it seemed like he did was like the strive for fame. Like it everything was, was like next griff. For it him. was the next, well, yeah. Next grift, I guess is one way of putting it. The biggest problem was, he couldn't sell his albums. His albums couldn't be put out in record stores. Like they were sold in like brown paper bags, like that were hidden underneath the cash register sort of thing because you couldn't, yeah, like you couldn't set his stuff out. They were obscene. <laughs> they were, they were incredibly obscene. So uh, he decided he had this idea. I'm going to make a movie. We're going to make a movie of the Dolomite character. <laughs> and <laughs> their movies are laughably bad. Like super low budget, like when terrible. You th- when you think of like the seventies era of those films, like okay, like, you th- okay when you think of there, there's there's a, a genre of film. It's called black exploitation, yes. or you know, it's 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 a style of like low budget filmmaking that was directed primarily at the African American market. Oddly enough, the name black exploitation didn't come from you know, uh, it's not a modern day uh, term. It was actually created by the NAACP because they didn't like. That style of film, they were constantly trying to get, you know, films like Shaft and Superfly. And, yeah, they feel uh, like it created Sweet, like, Sweet Sweet a, like a that like sort a of stereotype thing. kind of thing. Yeah, they were they were thinking that, you know, it was causing negative which feedback I, in the community. Which, which I mean, if that's the only representation you're getting, and it was at the time, it's yeah. kind of an issue. <laughs> yeah, but the, the genre of film also saved a lot of movie studios back in the 70s because big budget films were not selling. And then you have these movies like Shaft where you can make it for $10,000 and make about $5 million back in uh, revenue. Like it saved like, you know, yeah. a ton of a ton of studios. So there there is a cultural importance to to the style of film. This kind of came near the, the tail end of that. And Rudy Ray wanted to definitely cash in on that. He loved Kung Fu. Everything he said rhymed. There are multiple love scenes that if you've seen Rudy Ray Moore, he is not, he is not an attractive dude. So (laughs) he's not even a fit dude. No, not even a little bit, but the best way I can describe it is it is like watching the room version of shaft. Yeah. It's, it's the room. If the room just wanted you to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And this biopic looks like it's going to cover the creation of the Dolomite character and through through the making of the first movie. Uh, yeah, it that feels like done. maybe it's like a little bit of like a um, 
the disaster artist. Uh, more, yeah, it's gonna. It's the way it's being told is more along the lines of the disaster artist, or maybe like Ed Wood. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, and less like Ray or like like an actual biopic. Actual biopic, yeah. But this looks hilarious. There's so many, and it's like it's like Eddie Murphy kind of getting back to like his his 80s roots a little bit, where he was a little little raunchier of a yeah. comedian. Oh yeah, like. Eddie Murphy wouldn't have been my first choice for Dolomite, although I don't know who would be because mm-hmm. Rudy Ray Moore is Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> Basically, but, yeah. uh, he looks like he's doing a real good job. Like, I'm I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really surprised. I'll, I'll be interested to see how much of Moore's like actual like life backstory this movie goes into, because when such a larger than life he character. Was incredibly larger than <laughs> life. And part of that larger than life, you know, persona was that he didn't talk about his his backstory. He Rudy Ray died uh in 2008. He actually uh died and is buried in Akron. Like he's he lived in Cleveland for a long time. I mean, he eventually made it out to LA and that's where he made yeah. the movies and things. But he's basically an Ohio guy. But he was very guarded about his home life because he didn't want that to influence his stage persona. Basically, he was Dolomite. When yeah, yeah when people saw him, he was Dolomite. It was almost like, okay, this is a reference that almost no one will get, but like Andy Kaufman, it's like if Andy Kaufman only showed up as Tony Clifton yes. in like out in public, like he only showed up as another character and didn't have any kind of like, you know, yeah. you didn't know anything about the actual person, but I'm super excited for this film. It looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it definitely looks like a watch and it's a, <laughs> is it just coming to netflix or is it theaters it is getting a very limited theatrical run but it is uh being released day and date with the netflix i think what it is is uh it was made by netflix sometimes they they don't just produce their own independent stuff they also buy like films that were made in in by studios but the studios decide I don't think we're going to see a return on investment. We don't see this movie kind of like making uh, a bunch of money. Kind of like a, a the Rocco movie. <laughs> well, yeah, kind, kind of, that, yeah. But uh, what was that one um, with the North Korea thing? Oh, uh, Crazy Rich Asian Asians? No, no. That, that got made and made oh, a ton of money. That's right, that one did. There was a, there was a <laughs> with, one that with came Seth recently. Rogen and 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 James Franco. The interview? Or? Yes, yeah. the interview. Yeah, that's yeah something like that. Or I. I was thinking Crazy Rich Asians. There's another movie. I can't remember. I don't remember what it's called, but it's a romantic comedy that was released about a month or two ago. Always Be My Maybe. That's it. Yeah, that was one where it was produced by a larger um, studio, and they decided we're not going to release this to theaters. And Netflix was like, great, we'll just scoop it up. And apparently, It's it's not like Netflix don't have money. Apparently, it's very good. It's pretty good. I I saw, I watched maybe 85% of it, like like you know, the tail end of it. But it was very good. I liked it quite a bit. And that's usually not my style of movie. I, I like Randall Park. He's yeah, funny. he's pretty he's funny, funny in everything. Yeah, he's by far. The, no, I was going to say he's the best character on uh, uh, Fresh Off the Boat, but he's not. That's uh, <laughs> Jessica Wong. <laughs> but anyway, along with this Dolomite is my name movie um, uh, side kind of news thing. Uh, Eddie Murphy apparently is getting back into stand up. Uh, which is pretty cool, and I guess he signed like a seven special deal with Netflix, so he's going to be producing like more stand-up, well, like I mean, specials and a stuff. A lot of a lot of bigger uh, comedians have been doing that yeah, lately. Well, Netflix mm-hmm. will give a comedy special to anybody. Like my yeah. mine's coming out here in a couple. <laughs> of weeks. Like there's Bo Burnham and Dave Chappelle. Yeah, 
And they all, and there's, I think there's a whole tab for stand up com- com- uh, comedy on there now. Do people watch stand up on Netflix? I, I have. I don't I, ever. I, I have every once in a while. It doesn't, you know, I have to be in a mood to watch stand up. Yeah. Like, if I just kind of like, I want something like I don't necessarily have to watch per se. Yeah. yeah. I watched a ton of stand up as a kid. I, oh, all the time. Yeah, it was I did always, too, yeah. But I don't anymore. On. I don't know why. Like Carlin stand up and mm-hmm. like, well, Eddie Murphy Raw, which, <laughs> uh, you know, I honestly don't know how how much of his original act could like fly today. <laughs> no, there's the yeah. Um, I watched a ton of Sinbad. Lots like, of Sinbad. A ton of Sinbad. <laughs> like a, a running joke, like in my in my household was was Sinbad telling the story about how his mom had a rubber arm. Oh yeah. And anytime you get in yeah. trouble, uh-huh. and you try to run away, she just reach out and grab you. Mm-hmm. Don't you run <laughs> from me? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch yeah. a lot of stand-up? Yeah. You don't seem to ever want to watch stand-up. Do you not like it anymore or just not never in yeah, the mood? it's never in the mood. Yeah. Like, oh. like, you have to be in a certain mood for it. Mm-hmm. Or the one where Sinbad talks about his college roommate who got high and imagined his legs ran away. Yeah. And he told him like, oh man, sorry. Sinbad, your legs get him. <laughs> your legs got run over by a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I always oh, really liked Sinbad. I, I did too. I wish he did more stuff. Like, I, I feel like other than that death hoax oh, from right. a few years ago. Right. But that real good genie movie, he was definitely in. <laughs> it was definitely in. It wasn't it actually wasn't Shaq. Yeah. It was definitely Sinbad and not Shaq that was in Kazam. Uh God, what, man, Sinbad was kind of like he like made a name for himself almost being like a bit character in a bunch of movies in the nineties. Oh yeah, he was in First Kid. First and kid he was um, and uh, Conehead. That sounds like a real blank check of a movie. First kid. Yeah, it kind of is. It's <laughs> Sinbad as the Secret Service uh, agent uh, dedicated to watching the president's son and hijinks ensue. If you would have told me there was a movie called First Kid, I thought it would. Uh, for some reason, I immediately went to Kid President. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be pretty great. Yeah. I would watch that. I'd watch a Kid President movie. Yeah. But like he was in, um, oh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah. It's probably one of the best yeah. ones. Um, but yeah, just kind of bit stuff. You never was really a, a headliner, but no. his stand-up was pretty good. Yeah, like he was, oh, he had a TV show too. Didn't he have a lot of TV yeah, shows? Yeah, he had like a I sitcom. Like he, he had like a sitcom. I feel like there was a lot of running did, gags about the number did, of shows. Did since. he? I mean, I know he was on that, that Cosby show spinoff. Oh, it just makes me think of that gag on Freakazoid. <laughs> tell you something scary. They're giving Sinbad another show on the WB. <laughs> from the candle jack oh the candle jack <laughs> episode yeah oh, yeah. No. oh no oops and then the show just yeah, ends that's just it silence. yeah we all just said we said it wrong God, wrong simbad that's the the the, fan- the, the pirate, <laughs> the pirate. Yes. <laughs> oh man a pirate movie starring simbad <laughs> the, the, seven the comedian of simbad the seven tales of simbad starring simbad that would be great there's a simbad anime oh, oh really yeah. that's the story not not, not the stand-up. There's not an anime about Sinbad. <laughs> but yeah. there should be. There should be. He, he had a show called The Sinbad Show. Oh, okay. It ran from 93 to 94. Oh, so, so one season. So one probably. season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to another news story. Let's we're talk- really, we're going to keep talking about Sinbad for another hour. <laughs> I mean, we could, but no, let's go ahead and move on to something else. Movies, movies, movies. The there's movie, always movies. they're always making new ones, and now there's gonna be one with Snake Eyes from the GI Joes. Uh, yeah. So this kind of came out of nowhere. I kind of had 
for either didn't know or had forgotten that when, they were making when this we move definitely film. were not scraping the bottom of the news barrel definitely not <laughs> definitely not but no the the news is they cast a guy named henry golding as snake eyes he was in crazy rich asians he was in game of thrones this that and the other that's fine snake eyes doesn't talk and you never see his face so i don't know why they're so concerned just just give it back to to um uh, what's his name ray park yeah why not maybe maybe this is gonna be like pre-tongue getting cut out snake eyes well then it's dumb why would you do that like any story that doesn't involve snake eyes being snake eyes is kind of lame the, it's they just wanna, a ninja movie at that point. They yeah. want to get in there and explain everything so he's not mysterious anymore. <laughs> yeah. You mean like Boba Fett? Yeah. <laughs> like, we got enough of a backstory in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Co- the Second One, where... G.I. <laughs> Joe, The Second One. G.I. Joe, The Number Two. They should have called um, it. Where it was the murder of his master, Hard Master. Yeah. <laughs> played by... Um, what's his name from the Wu-Tang Clan? Oh. The RZA? The RZA, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least Cobra Commander looked like Cobra Commander in that yeah. movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was still bad, though. It was worse than the first one, and the first one was bad. The, yeah, yeah. Man, they that... killed all the G.I. Joes in the movie. In the, in, within the first scene. <laughs> yeah, they killed all the ones from the first movie. Like, I don't know. Just do a reboot. Yeah, man. just if start it over. you're going to kill everybody, just start it over. Just, yeah. just, just, do, just do a Bumblebee. Yeah. I mean, John Cena was basically a G.I. Joe in Bumblebee. I was kind of hoping that it would end up something kind yeah, of like, like that. Yeah, like it felt like they were going somewhere with it. I mean, make a, sh- hey, shared movie universes are the rage these days. Do a Hasbro shared And it's universe. been a thing in the comics for a long time. Oh, yeah. And it was also uh, kind can- of in the cartoon, yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a episode. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Cobra shows up and he has a very Metal Gear name. I, well, he's called Old, Old Snake, Snake, Old Snake, which is exactly a Metal Gear name. Mm-hmm. No, he was, <laughs> no, he wasn't called Old Snake. He was called... Uh, he was called like Viper or something. No, he, no, no, you're thinking of the Viper who comes it's to vipe the, the windows. windows. <laughs> <laughs> he was called Old Snake. Yeah. Well, there's also a newscaster character that was shared between G.I. Joe, Transformers, Gem of the Holograms, and there was a fourth one, Mask. That Which, um, Mask is the future of G.I. Joe, right. though, anyway, mm-hmm. so they're really tied in. Yeah. Also in the movie, there was it a cutscene where Shipwreck is dreaming about My Little Ponies, or There's was that a, in the movie? That was that was a it was cut, uh-huh. but it but it did exist somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So there is there's a shared universe there, and they could exploit that. They could they definitely really exploit that. To. And unlike the Universal Monsters shared universe, the Hasbro shared universe could actually work because it actually makes sense. But yeah, anyway, this Snake Eyes movie, I who cares. I don't yeah. care about just Snake Eyes. Give me, give me all the GI Joes and make it funny. Yeah, there's so much potential for comedy in a GI Joe. I would love to write a GI Joe comedy movie. I think oh, it would yeah. be fantastic. The, the episode where Shipwreck, because uh, he can do a perfect Cobra Commander impression, impression <laughs> has to go disguised as Cobra Commander into Cobra Headquarters. Yeah, guys, can you imagine like a Lord and Miller? G.I. Oh, Joe. Miller G.I. Joe would be perfect. Oh, That's exactly so the tone. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so good. <laughs> that is exactly the tone they should go for. Mm-hmm. But they won't for some reason. Because they're cowards. They're ca- yeah. Uh, this isn't on our list, but I just thought of it when you said Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. Universal's opening a new theme park. Oh, they are. Called Epic Universe. Ah. 
Okay. To go alongside with the Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. And the Harry oh. Potter stuff. This is probably where Super Nintendo World will reside. Oh, cool. And they've said that they're making a, there's a uh, Universal Monsters themed area, which is, sounds like where I just want to move in and live. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more to the story than that, mm-hmm. but it's it's interesting. No, that is. Like, in the shots they've shown, there's very Mario-looking locations, so it's very likely oh, that's the U.S. home of Super Nintendo World. Oh, man, I can't wait for that to open up. Oh, I, I know. know. We're going to be... have to make a pilgrimage. Oh, yeah. we're going to have to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nerd Overload does Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll never leave. I'll go into Mario <laughs> Mario World, and I'm like, no, I've come home. <laughs> He'll, he'll go through. The, he'll go here. through. The, he'll go through the pipe, and we'll yeah. never find yeah. him again. I, I am become home. <laughs> <laughs> I live here with the Koopas now. <laughs> Koopa. Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we haven't really talked about Super Nintendo World. They've kind yeah. of. There's bubblings about what the rides are. There's going to be some sort of moving seat Yoshi ride. Oh, cool! Where you either ride in a. It's it's like one of the Omni Mover cars from the oh, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, but I guess they'll make it kind of look like you're riding on a Yoshi, maybe. And then see, there's there's a term for happen. that. I I wish I knew the the terms for like different things. Um, it's like a dark a ride, dark ride. I guess. Yeah. Uh, which sounds great. I mean, yay Yoshi. Yeah. You know, everybody cool. wants to ride Yoshi. There's obviously a Mario Kart ride that where the entrance looks like Bowser's Castle. Mm-hmm. So I have, mean. If you're going to have a Super Nintendo world and you don't have a Mario Kart thing or yeah. like a Mario Kart go-kart thing, you're doing it wrong. Which yeah. means there'll be two castles in this. The entry is Peach's castle and mm-hmm. then Bowser's castle's in the back. So. Oh, I mean, cool. that makes sense. So eat that, Disney. They got two castles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's rumors of a Donkey Kong-themed zone that has a Donkey Kong minecart ride, which I imagine will just kill everyone that gets on it. <laughs> if it's anything like the minecart sections in the game. Oh, Those yeah. Those are some of my favorite <laughs> oh, levels. Oh, they're great. Yeah. They're, they're great, but so difficult. I hate the one with the swinging lights because then you got to jump like... Take a leap of faith into the dark. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But super stoked about that. that mm-hmm. Of course, that's not till like 2022 or whatever. And, right. And by then, the ocean will have rose and Florida will be gone. <laughs> everything, well, everything will be a water level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, everyone hates the water the, levels. They'll open a water world themed theme park at that point. <laughs> and uh, it won't be a theme park, it'll be the lives that we'll live. Let's move on to a new topic. Let's move on. Well, you know, we were talking about Super Nintendo stuff. Uh, So they've released a patent for a Super Nintendo controller for the Switch. Is that right? Uh, Yeah. There's a rumor floating around that somebody saw a patent paper or whatever, a patent issued by Nintendo uh, for a NES or Super uh, Nintendo-themed Joy-Con. That are like the NES ones that they already sell. Okay. So that sounds like we're finally going to get Super Nintendo games on the Switch online service. That would be so great. And yeah. if they have the level of engineering and craftsmanship that the reg- that the regular NES ones have, because I have them and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love them. And they hold a charge forever. Oh, they've done such a good job recreating controllers for for that and also for the uh, mini consoles. They're mm-hmm. the, they feel the same. Yeah. Putting those in your hands is like going back to 1994 and holding well, it. Well, except for the fact that the, uh, I don't know, I feel like the, the Joy-Con ones obviously feel heavier. Yeah, because well, yeah, they have to have that rail on them that makes them snap into the Switch. So well, they probably do feel a little well, bit there's, there's probably some extra components in there. Like they don't vibrate or anything. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Well, they got to put the Bluetooth in somewhere. Yep, yeah, and it feels so good. 
And the, the mini consoles that were dead on, which is oh, a really? lot different than the <laughs> PlayStation Classic. Oh, yeah, you picked I one did. of those up. I should have mentioned this in my check it out. I got one of those, and the controllers, they do not feel exactly right. Yeah. They, do they feel smaller? I They're the same size and look the same in every way, but for some reason they feel weirdly lighter, and the plastic feels a little cheaper. Mm. Are you surprised? No. <laughs> there, it's not a great... It's not a great console. It's it's okay. Like it's good enough. Mm-hmm. If you're just Joe Schmo off the street and you want to play Twisted Metal again, oh. it'll do that. It just won't be the best version of Twisted Metal you could play. It's not as good as if you had the the original, the, the original, yeah. which the, is the native hardware. Yeah, which is an issue. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. Though speaking of mini consoles, though, did you see where uh, Sega is releasing like a first party? genesis mini console yeah they're doing an actually good one and word on the street is it's fantastic yeah like i've read a couple articles and they're really good about it and uh it's gonna have like 42 games and they're the good ones this time oh good though it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't have all the genesis sonic games on it though because there's a lot of licensing issues with the music in sonic 3 really yeah that's why you never see sonic 3 yeah sega doesn't own the rights to the music in it somehow they messed that up somehow well wasn't that the one with Michael Jackson? It was, but that's not the reason why. Oh, it's not? Okay. Like, they have they have one and two in Mean Bean Machine and Spinball, and that's it. Like, they don't have, like, you know, like I said, they don't have Sonic and Knuckles. And, and three. Cause, well, those are basically, they were made at the same time. Yeah. They were initially supposed to be the same game. Mm-hmm. And that that's why you don't see those, is because they don't want to pay the rights for the music. I'm glad they're doing a good Sega console. Oh, and you can also um, you can go back to the main menu from the controller. You don't have to push like a oh, weird button like, on oh, the console. Oh, that's good. Because both the Nintendo ones do that. And oh, that's stinks. it is really annoying. And the PlayStation one does it too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, bummer. The little mini console for the PlayStation is adorable, though. It looks mm-hmm. it's very cute and very accurate. So they got <laughs> that part right. Well, they did that right, I guess. Just the rest of it is yeah. questionable. Well, you're saying uh, Tekken played like all oh, the frame garbage, rate is right garbage yeah it's really bad yeah that's what i've heard that's 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 a shame i feel like the only thing i'd really want to play on it is like metal gear even then you have to you you don't get the dualshock controller uh. so it's not the best way to play metal gear honestly the best games you can play on there and i haven't tried these so i don't know how well they run is uh final fantasy 7 because mm-hmm. you don't need the analogs for that it doesn't support them right and wild arms Oh, interesting. Which is a classic, that an undersung classic. I love mm-hmm. Wild Arms, and I'm glad it's on there. Um, I played a game that, on it that I'd never played before. Yeah. That I always thought I would like, uh, Jumping Flash. Oh. it's a 3D kind of platforming game. I thought I would be into it. It's awful. Really? <laughs> it's not good. Mm. I remember playing Jumping Flash back in the yeah. day. I didn't care for it. And that's the only thing they have that's close to like a 3D platformer in the whole set. Ah, oh, bummer. I mean, the, the they have Rayman, and that's not even 3D. It's a 2D platformer. Yeah. It really is missing that Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, mm. but the uh, the re- the remasters are out. So. Yeah. But, yeah, but there's no way to play classic Crash Bandicoot on the remaster. You get the remaster, and that's it. Yeah. It would be nice if there was a way to play old blocky Crash Bandicoot, but there's not. <laughs> well, just find an old, the old original hardware and a disc yeah. and hope for the best, That's I guess. That's the only thing I don't like about those two Activision remasters, the Crash Bandicoot and the Spyro one. Mm-hmm. There's no way to play the original game. So, like, if a kid plays it, they don't know. 
They don't know the difference. They've yeah. never seen the old one. They don't know where it comes from. It still looks good, though. Oh, yeah. They look fantastic. Oh, there's no business looking that good. Yeah. <laughs> I, got the, I got the Crash Nitro cart or Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled or whatever the other mm-hmm. day. It is freaking gorgeous. Like, <laughs> yeah. it has no reason to look as good as it does. Wow. For a kart racing game. And it, has, and it has overly attractive female bandicoots that make you feel weird. <laughs> this one's going out to you, furries. Yeah. Oh, but like, they, oh. it's like there's dragons in the Spyro ones that are too handsome. <laughs> With their really strong jawline. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why are these dragons so handsome? It's the same with these lady bandicoots. It's like, why are they so cute? I don't like how cute they are. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, we are actually at time. So let's go ahead and wrap the show up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. That's right. And we're also on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. So you can check out all of our back episodes over there. We also have Patreon, patreon.com backslash Nerd Overload Now. If you like the show and want to help support the show, uh, you can check that out. And you can actually uh, get the show a few days early if, if you'd you, like. If you just really chomping at the bit to get to that next episode. I know, right? It'll be there early. It's there. Hey, hey send us to Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah there we go <laughs> alright and last up we have uh, t-shirts on sale just go to our uh, main page and click the store link we have uh, a bunch of different stuff they're really nice they cover your really, body they're very good they're really comfy yeah, yeah they they're are comfy good, they're good shirts Brent they are very good shirts yeah, let no, me plug sorry. my game Believe Psychic Paranormal Adventure is on Steam search Believe and add it to your wish list it'll help it be visible when it comes out so it doesn't get lost in the mire of of the 500 indie games that are released every day on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually been working on it a lot lately. Oh, so, cool. Okay. You know, it's coming. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait for it. Oh, Lord, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs>